Before we dive into the episode, I want to tell you about this awesome new partnership that I have with Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe that is for you specifically, my podcast listeners. Everyone is looking to get in shape, stay in shape, lose weight, or get more toned at the beginning of the year. And there's not always the healthiest food options for you to have when you're on the go or you just don't have time to cook. But there is Tzatziki's. Why is Tzatziki's one of my favorites? It's because of what they stand for. They've made the source of their food and their ingredients one of their highest priorities because they understand that the quality of their products directly impacts the customer dining experience. Their standards are high and they've worked hard to find farmers and producers whose values align with theirs. This includes using grass-fed beef, humanely raised lamb, and high-quality imported ingredients from Greece. I still remember the first time that I had tzatziki two years ago. I had never been before because I didn't even really know what Mediterranean food was, and then I had it and I was literally blown away. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe how good it was. It tasted like it was fresh out of the kitchen and it had so much flavor. So I want you to enjoy Tzatziki's too. From now until March 28th, Tzatziki's is offering the listeners of the Best You Podcast 15% off with the code BESTYOU. This offer is only available to those who live in the Nashville area and this code is only available for online orders or orders through the Tzatziki's app. Again, from now until March 28th, use the code BESTYOU to get 15% off. Quality of food is literally the number one thing that you need to focus on in order to get closer to your health and fitness goals, and Tzatziki's is the epitome of quality. My favorite meal is the grilled chicken pesto hero, so go take advantage of this offer before it's too late. Again, use the code BESTYOU to get 15% off. Do you lack motivation to keep getting into the gym? Do you lack structure with your fitness routine? Do you keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and getting the same exact result? If that sounds like you, then I want you guys to make sure that you go check out my brand new revamped 10-week program because so many people struggle with a lack of motivation. They struggle with a lack of structure, but we make sure that we start off the program by getting very clear on what is the exact goal that you want to achieve. Then we determine the strategy. We determine the two or the three things that are the most important things that you need to do every single week in order to achieve that goal. And then I help you hold you accountable every single week, week after week, to make sure you're actually making progress. Like I don't let my clients go more than a few weeks if they're not continuing to make progress to their goals. So make sure you guys check out my brand new 10-week program at nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. That way you can go from a lack of motivation to being able to jump out of bed every single morning. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm super excited today to have the one and only Roy Mangrum with me today. I'm gonna to just want to start by saying, Roy, I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. Absolutely, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, of course. So, as you guys can see, as you guys can see with his uh, his background there, his digital background there, he is the uh, founder and co-owner of Barbell Voodoo, which is a clothing company that's based here in Nashville, and they really specialize in funny T-shirts. And uh, at the time of this recording, he kind of just released a the Bernie Sanders meme t-shirt, which he's talked about. He's already almost sold about uh, 100 t-shirts over the last day or so, over the last really few hours since you released it last night. Um, so like I said, you specialize in, in funny t-shirts, and we'll get into some of those maybe different ideas that you've had in the past. But the way I kind of want to start today, Roy, is you mentioned to me prior to this that you've been in business about seven years, give or take. What was the primary reason why you created the business in the first place? Well, it, it wasn't started to be a business that, that, that uh, was not even in the, uh, in the plan. 
what had happened was my background's powerlifting, so I've always been a big dude. Uh, I had went to a CrossFit gym to drop some weight um, to get ready for a competition because as you get older, it, it it does get a little bit more difficult to to drop the lbs quickly. So I was trying to make weight for a competition. I went to this gym. Uh, long story short, I really liked it, and I was like, hey. Uh, I'd love to wear one of your shirts and, you know, support, support you guys. Cause everything I'm wearing is, it's all powerlifting. I'm running around with all these crossfitters at the time. And he's like, yeah, they're under the counter. Go grab you one. And then, uh, you know, just let me know. And I'll, you know, you can pay me whenever. So look under the counter and he has like some, uh, like one large, two mediums and a small. I'm like, what am I going to, what do you do? I put all these together to make one shirt. What am I doing here? <laughs> so that was it. So I was like, well, dude, I'll just print my own shirt. He's like, yeah, have at it. And that's how it all started. Uh, uh, I would talk at the, at the, at the gym with uh, Jeremy, who ended up being my, my business partner. Like, Man, I got this idea for a shirt. I got this idea for a shirt. And this went on for, for weeks and weeks. And he calls me out and he's like, man, why haven't you, printed these shirts well at the time um we had two houses me and my wife had two houses not not by plan uh we bought one the other one didn't sell so we had two mortgages and i was like man i just don't have the extra cash he's like well how much could it even be like i don't know like 250 bucks uh so i leave the gym there's a saturday get home my wife comes up she's like hey somebody's at the door so i ran to the door it's him. We live in the same neighborhood. He hands me a hundred and twenty-five dollars. I said, "All right, we're business partners. Order them shirts." Just oh kind of calls gosh. me out, and I'm like, "All right, cool." And that's how it started. We we bought. I think we had the money for twenty-eight, twenty-nine shirts with that. Uh, bought the shirts, took them to the gym the next Saturday, uh, or two Saturdays, however long it took to get them in. Uh, sold out that day. Took that money, doubled it you know, sold them again. And then just, it kind of snowballed from there into what it, what we're doing now. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's a hell of a story. I love, I mean, kudos to your friend for calling you out and, uh, and, and then kudos for you, for you guys for finally taking action on it. Um, so at, at that point, when did it kind of get to the point, you know, from, from the story that you just told, when it gets to the point where you're like, okay, we're going to actually like do this thing. We're going to actually you know, focus on, on building this? Man, I, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, I think it's just one of those things where never found the right niche. You know, I would, uh, I would call it play business, you know, starting this company, start trying to do this, trying to do that. Just nothing hit. So it's always something I'd want to do. Uh, you know, a side hustle is not a bad thing ever. You know, if you can make a little extra cash here and there, it's always a good thing. Um, so we did, so we sold those shirts. Of course, now uh, we've sold them to everybody we knew. So there's nobody else to sell a shirt to. Yeah. They're not going to buy the same shirt again. So now it's like, oh, well, I have this other idea, another shirt. We printed it. Um, or we took, you know, some money and, and printed a batch of those and it's, and people were buying them. 
But at some point, I don't know what the tipping point was, but we were like, you know, if all these people at this gym like what we're doing and, and are into it, what about all the other gyms? What about all the other gyms in the state? What about all the other gyms in the country? And just kind of that thought process. And I, I don't think it was ever like a big, huge discussion. Yeah. It just, you know, like, hey, let's put up a website. Um, let's start going to some of these local competitions and seeing if we can pedal these things and if it's viable. And, uh, and it's fun. Like for me, um, it's like this creative outlet that I didn't know I needed. Right. And uh, it, it's been a blessing for that. So it keeps me sane. Yeah, dude, no doubt. I think that's, it's kind of cool because it, it seems like you guys kind of very, you know, you just kind of inched your way through the process and you're like, oh, this is doing well. Let's, let's make another shirt and then let's go to another gym. And, and I feel like it was um, a very natural process in which you kind of grew it. Did Was there ever like um, a moment that you feel like got you guys over the hump where you maybe like, we're, we're selling to a, a number of gym or was there ever a time where you felt like this is more than just play? Like this is actually something that, you know, can, we can grow even bigger. Man, probably the very first. And we were, and we, we've done great. You know, um, we, we've done this, we've done all this debt free. And that was the whole thing. You know, if it shut down tomorrow, I don't want to have to go like, oh, well, I owe this person money. I owe this person money. And you know what I mean? Right. So we've always kind of had that mentality of, of take our time and do it right. And uh, yeah, there's stuff we could have done to grow faster. Um, but we want it to be more organic and just and real, yeah. you know? So as we were going on this, this road, a lot of things were going great. Online was doing great, you know, uh, but uh, a couple of years ago, and I can't remember what, I'm so bad with dates, but the CrossFit Games actually came to Nashville. I don't know if you remember. Yeah. It was like 18. Is that 18? I think, so. I think it was 18. Okay. 18 or 17. I can't remember. But anyway, so they brought regionals here for the first year. The cost of the booth was astronomical, of course. Uh, and we had the money for a 10 by 10 and that was it, which at the time we were setting up like a 10 by 20 foot booth everywhere we went. Cause we just had at that point, just so much stuff, shorts and knee sleeves and wrist straps and all the funny shirts, but we had the money and we, we kind of were like, I remember the conversation we had was like, all right, we're putting it all on black. If we lose here, we could go out of business. Uh, but, you know, this is kind of that, that, you know, drawing the line in the sand, you know, of are we real or are we playing, right? Kind mm. of what you're saying. Yeah. And that's what we did. And I remember, um, you know, there's all these bigger companies that have uh, investors and, and things like that that are set up around us. And they have great stuff, too. And we met a lot of those people. And they're great people. But, you know, we're just kind of. We're just happy to be at the show, man. We're just happy yeah. to, to be included. And the doors open. Dave Castro walks by and we had a Castro drinking Kool-Aid shirt. 
and he stops and asks how much they were. We're like, no, dude, you can have one for free. <laughs> we got a picture. We got a picture of Dave Castro with the shirt, and uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. And that was day one. We had lines out the tent the entire time we were there. You didn't have time to eat. You didn't have time to go to the bathroom. It was just absurd. We were having to have our printer print stuff, like overnight it in, print it, <laughs> and then drive it to us downtown Nashville. It was it was the most insane. Um, it was the most insane thing. It was so humbling, right? Uh, and you know, a lot of it is we're hometown, man. And, and people knew how hard we had worked to get to that point. And they were supporting us, man. They were walking around everywhere you looked was was barbell voodoo everywhere. And uh, at the end of that day, I think that's kind of that was that that was that kind of moment. We we're like, you know what? This this is something. This is real. This is not a joke. We're not kind of playing business anymore. This is a viable business. I mean, it, and then now you know, spring ahead, twenty twenty one. Now, I mean, we have employees. We have a warehouse. You got it's 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 crazy. Um, yeah, but that was the moment. That was the moment we're like, you know, if if it doesn't stick here, we quit. You know, yeah. we're, not, we're done. You know. Yeah, dude. I mean, that is such a awesome story um, for for a lot of different reasons. But for one, because I think a lot of people have similar types of moments in their life where it's either like I'm going all in, and it's kind of like a, a make or break situation. And a lot of times, people don't seize those opportunities. They don't, they don't take the opportunity. They don't take the leap of faith. They don't take on that risk. So, like, if somebody is listening to this and they might have the opportunity, but they're not really sure whether they should take a leap of faith or take the risk, like, what allowed you to have the courage and what allowed you to kind of take that leap of faith and have the belief that like. I want to try this thing. I want to, I want to go for it. I want to go all in. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple of analogies. One, one thing is, is, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll be like, Hey, what's, what's, what's the best time to start a business? I'm like yesterday. Yeah. Right. Second best time is today. Right. Uh, during the pandemic, you know, I had people like, man, I want to do something, but this isn't the right time. I'm like, man, you're crazy. This is the best time. Everybody's sitting at home. Yeah. They got nothing to do. They're on their phones. 2020 was the best year our company had ever done by a lot. Wow, that's awesome. Not accident. I mean, Tiger King didn't help, you know, didn't hurt. It was a (laughs) ridiculous, you know, uh, dumpster fire of a show, and we sold a stupid shirt that, you know, we sold a lot of. But take that out of the equation, our company still did better this year. Uh, Any... Anybody that will not take a risk on themselves, it just blows my mind. It's scary. Uh, you know, I can say this now in hindsight. I mean, if he wouldn't have come to my door and handed me 125 bucks and been like, hey, let's go, I wouldn't have bet on myself either. You know, it's that whole self-confidence thing. But, you know, you'll see people that they'll buy a lottery ticket. They'll put their faith in something like that. Mm. then they won't buy a master class. Well, you know, you're going to get something out of that one. The lottery ticket. mm. I mean, some dude up North made $750 million this weekend. That's great. But how many people bought tickets? How many people laid down a hundred dollar bill, you know, or, or more than that over the course of a few weeks. So 
betting on yourself and just you have to in in any motive of your life business relationships whatever you know here's the thing especially in business and this is one thing we learned when you put yourself in those make or break situations you will perform at a different level than you normally will perform at Mm. because it is make or break amen you know if, if you don't put yourself under that stress sometimes then you're getting that comfort zone and uh you know what? It's not so bad today. I'll just kind of chill. I'm not going to work hard. But if you put yourself in those situations like, man, we have got to sell every t-shirt in this dad blame tent or we're out of business. Well, you're going to sell them. You're going to get them. Yeah. You're going to sell them. Um, so it's imperative that people yeah. take that risk. Yeah, dude, there, there's there's so much great in there. Like you said, you have to you have to in a sense put your back you have to put yourself your back against the wall. You have to give yourself a, a sense of urgency that requires of you to take massive action so you can actually get the get the result that you need. And I loved what you said in regards to like you have to take a risk on yourself and and you know, a lot of people aren't willing to take a risk on themselves and I feel like it does come down to a confidence thing and it obviously depends on what the risk actually is, um, where for why the person doesn't have confidence, but to, to kind of go back where you, you know, you know, you said the, your, uh, partner walked up with $125. Let's say he didn't do that. Or like maybe just before he did that, what would you now say to you back then to try to like get you to, believe in the believe in the business believe in the shirts believe in the in yourself really to to get you to actually move forward yeah if it was me from the future going back then i'd just kick myself in the ass i mean (laughs) you know what i mean it's 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 mind-boggling to me And, and granted we're not you know i mean we're we're a big company for the area but we're not you know, we're not this massive, we're not a Lululemon, we're not a massive juggernaut. Uh, and I mean, literally just knowing where, where we started with what we started with, it's, it's, it's hard for me to fathom if I was there seeing, knowing, if you was like, man, you'll have a warehouse, you'll have this, you've got people in different states working for you. And it, like, what, man, are you smoking something? You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't make sense. It'd be really hard to, to even try to comprehend. Um, but you know, when, when you mentioned risk, what type of risk, uh, I've used this, this, this with my business partner a million times, calculated risk, mm. right? Um, you don't want to take a, an absurd risk, right? You know, somebody listens to this podcast and they go, you know, get a second mortgage on their house and then put it all on black. No, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, a calculated risk of going, man, 125 bucks. If I lose 125 bucks, how much is a good steak dinner? <laughs> right? Yeah. Steak dinner, buy the shirts, you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, or, uh, or do, you know, start your business smart, start it small, you know, just make some type of action, some type of motion. Uh, right you know, and, and start, just keep falling forward, man. Even if you're going to fall on your face, if you're falling forward, you're making progress. 
Yeah. You know, um, but it, you know, a calculated risk, um, although it is a risk, you know, like I was saying about how we, we tried to operate this company always as a debt-free uh, type of deal, you know, yeah, we have a, a lease on a warehouse, right? So we'd have to deal with that. But if everything, you know, when 2020 started or in March, when everything just started going to hell in a handbasket, um, there was concern. I was concerned. I was like, man, can we make it through this? You know, are we going to be out of business? You know, uh, it would have been sad. It would have been like losing a family member. Um, but was I going to lose my house over it? No. Yeah. Was we was still going to be able to eat and do our thing? Absolutely. It was not going to change any of that. It was just going to be something that would have been taken away from me before I was ready for it to be taken away. Mm. So that's yeah. what I mean by risk, right? A calculated risk. You know, like I said, 125 bucks. You know, if you've got a bunch of people over watching football or UFC fight, you can spend 125 bucks on pizza real quick. Yeah. So it, it's not that big a risk, really. Yeah. No, I I agree. I'm I'm all there with you. Um, and I love this conversation around, around risk. But I'm one of the things that I got. I was interested before, but I was even more interested when we got in, on and you t- started talking to me about the Bernie Sanders shirts. I'm interested in like the creative process. And like you said, like this is a creative outlet that you didn't really necessarily know that you needed. When, like, how do you come up with the new ideas for shirts? Is it like, I guess it's culturally trending stuff. You mentioned Tiger King, you know, the Bernie Sanders meme that's currently going on. Like, when do you see something you're like, I have got to do that. We're going to take a brief pause in the interview really quickly because if you're somebody who is looking to achieve a fitness goal or maybe you lack motivation to get into the gym, you lack some structure in your your weekly routine, or maybe you've been wanting to get back into the fitness game and get back to maybe your weight loss goal or whatever goal it is, and you're not really quite sure how. If that sounds like you, my 10-week program is for you because I help everybody set a very specific goal. Then we create a very specific strategy of the two or the three things that we need to do every single week that we believe are going to make us successful with our overall goal. And that'll help you execute and I'll help you hold you accountable every single week. So you do the things that you kind of know you should be doing, but you're you're not quite doing them right now. And that's what I've done with hundreds of people over the past 365 days, over the past a little over a year. And I want you to make sure that you are part of it as well. And enough for me, I want you to hear from the people who have done it in the past, what they've got out of it and, and why they did it in the first place. So here you go. I cannot say enough good things about Nick's 10 week program. I have always been somebody who has worked out but never really had a fitness goal. If anything, I really wanted to achieve. It was more so just to stay in shape. And Nick does a great job of helping you not only define the goal, but also realize what steps you need to take to get there. Tomorrow, as of my weigh-in week nine, I hit my goal of losing 25 pounds in 10 weeks. Just the whole methodology of the program with it being one big goal, followed by some smaller goals to help me reach that big goal and then the weekly commitments to help me reach those smaller goals. During these times, it's helped strengthen my mental health and strengthen my focus and really made sure to hold me accountable to my goals. I'm so happy that I was able to hit the goal and uh, so much so that I decided to do another 10 weeks with Nick. I would recommend it to anybody, no matter what your goals are, if it's weight loss, if it's running a 
shorter mile, it fits anything you would like to achieve. I think that this program gives you the tools to set yourself up for success. But one of the biggest benefits for me, and the biggest takeaway I had was one I wasn't necessarily set out to improve upon, and that was building more self-confidence and really instilling self-accountability. The program was great. Um, I'm doing it again a second time to continue my weight loss, and I just can't recommend it enough. So again, guys, if you lack motivation, if you lack structure, if you want to get back into your fitness game, but you're not really sure how, then I want you to make sure you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more. For now, let's get back to the interview. You know, it in the beginning, it was like really, really tough. Um, and I, I think that's kind of anything, like was talking about staying in motion, right? Falling forward. The first design was easy. It's, it was something I already had, kind of, and I'd had it for a long time. But then it's like, okay, we need a second design, a third design, a fourth design. Your fourth or fifth design, you're like, man, you're beating your head against the wall. Like, I can't think of anything. It's so tough. And, and then I just kind of, I kind of started to find our niche, right? Mm -hmm. And our niche was funny. Um, by nature, I may not look like a funny person, tattoos <laughs> and, you know, big beard, bald head. Uh, but I'm a very funny person and uh, very, you know, I have a huge sense of humor. I laugh at everything. I laugh at myself more than anything. And what I was trying to do with the brand in the beginning was more serious. And I was like, well, these two pieces don't fit together. Just do you, be you. And people are going to buy it regardless, right? Mm. They're either going to buy it or they're not. Uh, and what I found was by being authentic and being me and, and doing the things that I found funny, there's other like-minded individuals in the world who find the same stuff funny. <laughs> you know, the Bernie Sanders sitting on the bench. Hey, can you spot me again, bro? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's timely. You have to be timely. That does yeah. help. But, you know, putting it out there, people are like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing ever. You know, as far as, you know, I, the joke is, when people ask, how do you come up with your ideas? The joke is bourbon. That's what I tell everybody. I'm like, I just drink a lot of bourbon. Yeah. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's kind of, it just kind of happens, you know. Uh, I can be driving down the road and I see a, a billboard and an idea will kind of start to pop in my head and then kind of work on it a little bit. Um, I feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a lot about just kind of like awareness of like different, thing that, different things that are around you. Yeah, absolutely. It is awareness. Um, but, it, you know, it's like nowadays – and you'll go through tracks, right? You'll go through yeah. – uh, in probably any business where you're like, man, I just can't think of anything. And then something just pops in your head and here we go. We're back off to the races. Right. So, but yeah, it's not, I know that's not the, the answer people probably want to hear. They want to know the secret <laughs> sauce. There really isn't a secret sauce. It just kind of happens. Um, but it happens because it's something I love Yeah. and it's authentically me. You know, if you're trying to be something you're not, you're making it way harder. Yeah. But if you're being authentically yourself and what you find funny and just roll with that or what you find to be cool or what you find to be whatever, you roll with that, you'll find there's other like-minded individuals in this country 
in this world who are going to agree with you and they're going to roll yeah. with you because of that. Yeah. It, it's, it's so funny. I think literally the last three podcast interviews that I've had the same topic or idea of, of authenticity and like one of the phrase that I've used and I've heard is magnify your uniqueness, like be so good at being you because I think a lot of, a lot of us and, and I, I think all of us fall victim to it is like, we see somebody else being a certain way and we like, we think, Oh, we should, we should be that way too. But if that's not our personality, then, then we shouldn't be that way. And a guy who I had on like literally the last podcast talked about how like you don't, you're not like we compete in everything. And then like business is like a, it's a competition, but like you, you're, you're not competing against your own personality. Like you, if you can just like really maximize your personality and really, you know, make it as, as authentically big, if you will, that that doesn't mean like super loud and rambunctious, but it just means like really magnifying your personality. And that's one of the biggest things that you, that's like one of the most important things that you can do in business and just like getting more, uh, in personal development and everything like that. I feel like I did not verbalize that in the, in the best way possible, but it's just to come up in, in, in a lot. It's, uh, as I call it, I turn the volume up, you know, yeah. I'm normally this way. And then when it's time to do whatever I got to do, I just turn the volume up and then that's what you get. All right, I'm I'm glad you I'm glad that you said that that uh that that turn the volume up was what I was trying to say in in three sentences. <laughs> uh, <laughs> three sentences, but now what you're saying about authenticity, it's you have to be unique and you have to be different, and people will love that uniqueness. If you're just trying to be like everybody else, you know, a steak dinner is great, but if you ate it every day of the week, you'd be like, ah, man, let's go for some chicken. Yeah. So be the variety. Variety is the spice of life. That's what makes everything awesome. You know, if your podcast is just like every single podcast out there, yeah, you're not unique, right. you know, 100%. but you find your niche and you roll with that and turn the volume up and you're off to the races. Yeah. So, so on the, on this topic of creativity and coming up with kind of designs, has there ever been a t-shirt that you that you had a design for and you're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna crush it. This is gonna be awesome. And then it just like did not do nearly what you thought it was going to. I'm guessing yes have to coming from the laugh. Yeah, it's it it's uh it's the funniest thing. Um so we had a design, uh gosh, what was this? It's a couple of years ago now. So had this idea for a Golden Girls t shirt. And it's golden curls or swollen girls or I forget people call it different things. It's just all them. They're all jacked and, and flexing and had the idea. And I was like, man, I'm not printing this. This is stupid. You know, and I forgot why or how we ended up doing it. Or maybe I did a pre-order just to see if anybody bought it. it ended up being the best selling shirt to this day we've wow. ever had. So likewise, I did this, um, Mr. Rogers shirt changing his lifters. And I was like, my God, this is going to kill. Yeah. Nope. Did not. It was, it was okay, but it was, it didn't kill. So, you know, that's, that's the weird thing. You, but you just put it all out there to the universe and then people are going to digest it and take it. And if they want it, but you know, uh, so the cool thing at this point now though, 
is, you know, we have the ability to store a lot of this stuff and, and, you know, most of it's evergreen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like golden girls never goes out of style. Mr. Rogers never goes out of style. Bob Ross never goes out of style. So these things can sell for years That's and it's okay. Out. So, uh, you know, where you have to be careful is the stuff like, um, I was referencing the Tiger King shirt. It had a very short shelf life. If it was going to sell, it was going to sell here. And then after that, probably not going to sell a whole lot of Tiger Kings in 2021. And that's okay. So you kind of do the pre-order thing. And, you know, if it catches fire, then great. If it doesn't, okay, well, you didn't lose anything because you're only printing what you made or what you sold. So, Yeah, that's a great point. Um, So one of the things that I found most admirable uh, about you when, when we talked in the past is like how community driven you are personally as a man. And so I guess I want to, to stem from there, I guess I want to start like when back in March in Nashville experienced a tornado and then COVID, all this kind of stuff, go through a little bit of like when Nashville had the tornado and like what you guys were, what you guys did and, you were, you know, you were, you were worried about the business with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Just go, I, I ran, I read a, the blog that you guys did. Just kind of talk a little bit about that timeline. Yeah, it, it was such a crazy uh, March. Uh, it's all a blur. It's, it was very crazy. But um, so March third was the tornado, correct? I'm not sure exactly sure the date, but yeah, I think it's either the early morning of March third. I think that's what it was. All right. So we were supposed to be going to the Arnold to set up for the Arnold Expo. We had went the year before, amazing event, had such a great time. And it's one of those big tent pole events for us now, right? Do the Arnold Classic, the CrossFit Games. There's a couple of other big, uh, big events we go to. And that's kind of where you make the bulk of your money uh, normally, right? So... Uh, we're all set to go. We had paid like in July, the previous year, paid the booth fees and everything, which is, again, those big events are super expensive to go to. We had people flying in to help work the booth. All this stuff is set up to go. We've loaded the trip. We bought a new trailer, bought or had built a new display thing. It was like, Looks like a cage. It's the craziest looking thing you've ever seen. Nobody still got to see it, really. Uh, but um, all this stuff is done. The trailer's loaded. We're leaving the next morning. I get a call or an email. Actually, no. I got a text from another brand who was going to be there. And he said, hey, have you seen this article? No, what article are you talking about? Now, the night before this, I was watching NBA, and the second game never came on because they brought up one of the refs that tested positive for COVID. And I was like, oh, boy, this is getting serious here, right? He sends me this this news article, and it's a press conference from Columbus where they announced there's not going to be, they're canceling the expo portion of the Arnold. Huge hit to us. I'm like, man, this is scary. So we had we had purchased this trailer. We had had this 
big, huge rig built. Um, and then, of course, we, then we had to go and order all the stuff we we're going to sell, right? Have all these shirts printed and shorts and all this stuff. Get everything ready. Um, and I was like, man, all right. So I'm telling my business partner, I'm like, well, we got about $10,000 that we need to recoup in 30 days, right? Wow. Uh, because we had spent all the money on the trailer and this cool stuff because we're going to be making that money back. Now, when you take all that away, plus the fact that we had already spent almost $6,000 for the vent um, for the booth space or booth rental at the Arnold, we were, the pocketbook was, was, uh, was empty, right? We're pulling lint out at that point. So kind of freaked out. I'm like, all right, I got to come up with a plan. I got to figure something out. This was on a Wednesday. The event would have started on uh, Friday. So Thursday morning, I got up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to strike fast and hard. I'm going to put a huge sale out on Thursday before anybody else does because I don't want to get lost in the noise of everybody else running a sale. I put it out on Thursday. And, and for the first time ever, and because I don't do a lot of, of podcasts and, and stuff anyway, but for the first time ever, I wrote this long thing from me. Normally, I, I'm, uh, Jeremy calls me the invisible hand, right? I hide in the background. Um, but I, won, I wanted people to know what this company was to us, how important these events were, and honestly, how scared we were. We were scared. You know, um, I, I didn't want to go out of business because of this, and I didn't want to lose 10 grand or, or whatever. But so I put the sale out. Um, and plus just with the whole COVID thing, you didn't know what the next day, I mean, everything was changing daily. So we, we put this huge sale out and, and kind of crossed our fingers, man. And, and, um, that, that day, Thursday, by that night, we had made our $10,000 that wow. we had to have. To, to pay for all, you know, all the, all right. the stuff we had ordered. So I was blown away and I was humbled. I was probably in tears a couple of times, you know, just of how much ever, and people were messaging us and sending us emails and just how much they were supporting us. And I was like, man, all right, we got to do something. So from the day job, like we were talking earlier, I have, you know, a day job, I get to work from home, which is, which is sweet. Um, I was already off for, I was already off work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, the band was empty. We have a, you know, the Barbell Voodoo band was empty. We went and emptied the trailer. And then, uh, of course, the tornadoes had hit a couple of days prior to that downtown Nashville. So the downtown Nashville was in a mess and, and, and those folks need to help. I'm like, you know what? I'm going out of my pocket. We took the band, we went to, Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot, and just bought every bottle of water or case of water, rather, that we could find, uh, toilet paper, paper towels, tarps, gloves, flashlights. I mean, we were buying like a box, like, you have those gloves? Yes, I need a case. Yeah, Not off the shelf, I want a case of gloves. Um, I need a case of flashlights. It, it was that, I mean, we filled Half the van was full. Wow. We took it all downtown, donated that, 
And then the next two days, we volunteered cleanup. We were down there with shovels and, and helping businesses move out of their uh, buildings, what they could salvage. Uh, chiropractor down there. I've never lifted the heaviest. Oh, my God, this stuff is so heavy. But we're in this <laughs> chiropractor's office. I'm like, man, why did I sign up for this one? Um, yeah. But we're down there helping these people move out of their, their businesses and put it into a, a U-Haul truck. And they didn't know when or if they were going to get to, to come back. Um, I kind of kept up with that chiropractor. He, he's out of business. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the double whammy of the tornado and then add COVID on top of it. But so we just kind of donated our time, man. And it's like, you know, once it's one of those karma things, you yeah. know, the, the world, the world reached out to us, the universe, however you want to look at it, blessed us. We're going to turn around. We're going to try to give that back. Um, and then we just kind of kept that momentum going, you know, uh, sales online had totally ramped up in a way we didn't expect. Um, yeah. For no reason other than I think, like I was saying, people were just kind of at home looking for stuff to do as, as, as stuff was kind of changing and evolving with the COVID situation. Right. Uh, Brandy Forbes with CrossFit Hermitage, uh, their building was hit directly from the tornadoes, a hundred percent loss. Uh, and they were in a bad spot. I mean, they were like going into a park and just, trying to hold their hold their gym community together right. so we come out with a shirt uh to help them uh, and we did 100 percent of uh the proceeds from that shirt went straight to that gym i think we ended up giving them around six thousand dollars which was huge uh and then we did a 50 percent of the profit of any sale could go to any gym and then pretty much how it worked was, you know, you could have signed um, any gym you wanted up. You would literally just send us an email. Hey, I go to, you know, Orange Theory in whatever location, right? Right. We give you a code, right? Um, that code you could share with all your members and friends and, and stuff like that. They would shop on our site, use that code. The code would give them free shipping so we could kind of track things. And then uh, we would run uh, a report at the end of that, whatever that period was, I think it was two weeks, uh, seven days, 14 days, something like that. We'd run that report and then we would start PayPaling out all this money. So we ended up with all that said and done. And again, we're not a huge company, but it was like $27,000, $28,000 that we donated. Awesome back to the community so That's awesome man it really felt good you know i got more proud of that than i think they did to be honest that's awesome dude yeah i was i mean i was captivated through throughout that whole thing throughout that whole story and i just admire your ability to like i think a lot of people you know at the beginning of covid obviously got scared but maybe didn't they they reacted instead of responded like intelligently and in a thoughtful manner and, and you guys were able to kind of keep for keep some a little bit of perspective and, and help the community out rather than like just think like about yourself uh the the entire time which is easy to do in moments like that so i think that's i think that's super special and um super unique but uh down to the last couple questions here uh, roy i think that 
getting closer to the best version of yourself in order to do that. My goal every single day is to try to gain clarity on what I think the best version of myself looks like and what the best version of myself is capable of. And then my goal is to reverse engineer that person into reality. And so a question that I found really important for myself that I ask myself every so often is, is what I'm getting ready to, to ask you. And, and that's, is there a specific skill or piece of knowledge that the best version of yourself has that you don't yet currently have? Uh, patience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, over the past, well, let me say this. The past year, and, and granted, I get it, 2020 was not probably on anybody's list of, of, uh, of year of the century or, or their favorite year. But I got more and learned more and understood more about myself, business, relationships, what's important, what's not important in 2020 than I had previously grasped in the other 42 years of my, my life. So, you know, where people are like, man, I just can't wait to go this year. I'm like, well, I, I, I don't think that just changing the calendar is going to make it better, but I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for those lessons. I'm thankful for the opportunities it gave me to spend time, more time at home and hanging out with the wife. And then we had a little pod of friends that uh, we got really, really close with and, and learned a lot about them that we didn't know. And mm -hmm. As far as the business, I think I looked at it a totally different way as far as um, not what, not just of coming out with a cool shirt, a funny shirt, selling it, making a little money here and there and, and, and having people that, you know, you can kind of help put bread on their table. But in addition, this, this machine that's kind of been built, what it can do for the other people. What, what can it do for this gym owner over here or this, this cause over here? Um, so it really opened my eyes. Um, but as far as my best self, I think that for me, and I think it's always a moving target. Yeah. You know, that you're always striving, of course, to, to find your best self, your best yeah. self, but it is a moving target. You know, yeah. when you get to whatever that skill is, you're gonna be like, man, what if I learned this other skill? You know, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No doubt. No doubt. Well, uh, before I get to the last question here, Roy, I just want to acknowledge you. Um, one, because, you know, I, I think that w w one of the things that really stood out to me that you said was that how you'd never would have imagined yourself as like down the road now, knowing that you have a warehouse, knowing that you have employees, like you wouldn't have imagined this thing this idea when you, you know, you went under the table and, and you didn't have a t-shirt and, and so you printed it yourself. You wouldn't have imagined that this thing turned into, has turned into what it, what it currently is. And I think that's so important because I think probably a lot of people in here feel like there's no way that they could create something. They could create their own business and stuff like that. And like, it's like, it's just proof that other people feel that way. And then they, create something that is magnificent and create something that can donate $27,000, $28,000 to the community. So I think that that was just awesome. And then I think that your ability to be 
uh, authentic and, and to, to magnify your uniqueness and magnify your humor so that you can um, build your brand uh, more and more. I think that's not easy to do. And I, I think it's really admirable that you've been able to do it. And then honestly, last thing I want to say to you personally is like, I want to challenge you to put yourself out there a little bit more, um, like not in a inauthentic way, but like, I mean, like obviously you wrote that blog, like I've freaking loved reading that blog. Um, I know you don't do a whole, a whole lot of podcasts, but your stories have been awesome. And like, I've been captivated during this, this podcast and I know a lot of people listening are going to feel the same way. And so I would encourage you to, to try to do a little bit more of that. I'll do it. I promise. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, now they're going to want to go uh, follow you guys and, and support you guys. So make sure you guys go to on all social media platforms at Barbell Voodoo. And that's Barbell, B-A-R-B-E-L-L, and then Voodoo, V-O-O-D-O-O. And I'll have that all linked up on the show notes as well. But last question here, Roy, is I think that, as you said, uh, getting closer to the best version of yourself is a constant journey. I don't think we're ever at that best version of ourselves. And then I also think it's a unique journey. I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So for you, again, personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you can currently work on to get closer to that best Roy Mangrum that you can possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do and currently work on? Man, the number one, um, which we hadn't talked about this previously, um, but I have been saying this to my wife actually late, lately is more intentional with my time. Mm. Right. Uh, I have the worst habit of these little games on your cell phone, right? The <laughs> little candy crush and all that crap. And it's just a, it's a time waster. Right. And uh, I said, you know, I'm quitting. And I, I have, I've deleted them off my phone and all that good stuff. And trying to be more intentional. I'm like, well, I'm going to use that time to read, you know, read the Bible. I'm going to use that time to uh, read a book, listening to a, uh, a book a week on um, uh, these nifty earpod gimmicks. She just got me, but um, just being more intentional with your time. Um, one thing that uh, I'd say a second thing would be um, more uh, in the moment. So uh, as I've, I've told her in the past, be wherever your feet are, right? So if you're standing here having this conversation between me and you, I'm not going to be looking at my phone to see who just texts. I'm not going to be reading my email. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be uh, in this moment getting as much out of it as I can. Um, and then a third thing. Uh, see, a third thing. I don't know. I don't know about a third thing. <laughs> gotcha gotcha well um yeah i know those are a couple of great ones um both of them are i'm working on uh trying to work on as well and for me honestly doing this podcast over the last since october of 2018 has been one of the biggest things that's helped me be better at being in the moment and being present because i can't <laughs> be a good podcaster or be a good interviewer if i'm not focused on you and, and my mind's going going all these different ways um so it's definitely takes a lot of practice but, uh, but Roy, those are two great things. Awesome interview. Lo loved hearing your stories and, and hearing how uh, Barbell Voodoo has gotten to where it is today. You guys, go make sure that you uh, check out their website. Check out um, all the, the awesome, funny T-shirts that they have. And uh, that's all we got today, Roy. 
and thanks for having us or having me, I guess. Yeah. The dogs behind me, I say us. And then uh, congratulations on number one podcast <laughs> in Nashville, second year in a row. Yes, sir. It's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.